Now, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Listen, look, look, there she is. She's back on the show. Very excited to have Gina Shock from, let me, let me just, first of all, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Gina Shock from the Go-Go's. She's right there. Look at her, Mitch. I know. I am. It, it is absolutely delightful. And having grown up in the 80s, listening to their music and watching the videos, it's just fantastic. Bon, bonjour, as we say in Montreal. <laughs> you guys, I am so happy to be around to even tell the tale. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. this journey over the last uh, month or so of, you know, my book coming out and yep. Um, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then, of course, uh, we had the documentary a year or so ago. All this stuff's like culminating at this point in time. And, uh, you know, I, I could, you couldn't have planned this all better to happen when it did. It's like my book was set to come out. Well, guess what? Then we got nominated to be in the Rock Hall of Fame. And then it happened where we're going to get inducted. And it was right by, you know, when my book's coming out. So, wow. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. It would have been better if you got inducted first and then you could have wrote about it in the book. You had an extra chapter. <laughs> well, no, that's no, the you reprint. Never you never know. I, that, yeah. that was quite a night to remember, guys. Yeah. Uh, but Made in Hollywood, all access with the Go-Go's by Gina Shock, forward by Kathy Valentine, available now. Yep. Um, what a great book. So let me just quickly ask you about this. When the other girls in the band read the book, do they go, wow, you got the story? Or you go... Hey, you know, that wasn't exactly what, wait, are they happy with it? Or are they like, oh, wait till my book comes out. You'll see. Well, I haven't gotten any complaints. As a matter of fact, everybody, everybody called me or texted me or whatever. Um, and said, you did a great job. We love what you wrote. Um, thing is, we're always all sort of on the same page about stuff. You know, we've right. been mm. through all the arguments that you could possibly have about shit in a band all these years later and all the in-between time there's everything has been exposed to each of us we all know each other so well that all you have to do is see somebody's face you know what they're thinking you know what's <laughs> going to come out of their mouth this is yeah. 40 years of being in this family together you guys so um no honestly no one knows us better than the five of us you right. know i mean there's no love relationship there's no marriage nothing nothing that has been around as long as the five of us have been together so you know, this this relationship is the longest lasting thing, and we really do kind of know what the other's thinking. And fortunately, the book, um, I just told the truth, and I hope that I wasn't hurting anyone's feelings. But I don't think I have anything really, you know, really that bad to say about our situation and right. all the stuff that went down, because that's the sort of stuff that happens in a long relationship. Ups, downs, hills, valleys, all that kind of stuff that happens. And it's certainly we were no exception to that, you know. And I'm just thinking, you know, back thinking back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I want to talk about and everything. It's like, you know, you look at all the groups that have been in before and you look at the Go-Go's. I mean, in reality, I think you're the only actual band through the entire career has never broken up. It's been the same original members pretty much the whole time. I mean, that that's well, they, they, well they've, that's, you know they've taken time out. So let's call it that. Yeah, but we you never officially broke up. up. You know, it's right. been the same ladies the whole way through. You right. look at all the, the other bands, the Kiss and all the even the Foo Fighters have had a couple of guys rotate, but it's it's been the five of you. Yeah, and we did have what you I would call you know it's a good a good um, thing there, Mitchell. Call it a timeout because that's kind of really what it was. Because mm -hmm. you know the minute that the opportunity arose for us to start talking, a reason to start talking, a reason to get back together and play, we all jumped on it. 
Right. And that was in 1990 when when uh, when um, Jane Fonda contacted all of us about, you know, uh, doing a show for this green initiative. She wanted to get on the ballot. And of course, you know, all, all of our managers were contacted. And um, of course, we all said yes. Then we started having these meetings at Jane's house. And, you know, it was right away the electricity, the chemistry that we have was palpable. We all knew it. We all felt that it. it was like, oh, I kind of so pissed off at you but i love you and it's good to be hanging out with you and how much fun is it going to be when we get in a room and start playing some music together yeah well let me quit since since you had those moments of let me ask you there has been lawsuits in the band uh, yep. yours and kathy and it's part of the business i mean most of these businesses have these yep. lawsuits that go on Mm-hmm. Does does the personal relationship get tarnished, and then do they eventually take you aside on the reunion tours and on the thing, and just say, "Hey, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that. We should have we should have talked it out." And yeah, we've we've had those conversations. Okay, right. mm-hmm. we certainly have had those conversations, and I think uh, all the parties that are that are involved know what their part was in it, and right. mm-hmm. they either accept it or they don't. And you either love them for who they are or you don't. That's the way it goes. I accept everyone in my band through yeah. whatever I've been through with e- any of any of them or each one of them. Um, I look, you know, you make up make up your mind right. uh, as you go through life. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you you know you have friends in your life. You don't always like everything about them, but you love who they are. And yeah, we all have blemishes. We're all, none of us are perfect. Okay. Oh yeah. You I know, the amount that. of shit that Mitch and I talk behind each other's backs. I mean, she, I, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, look at him with his baseball cap on backwards. I mean, really how disrespectful is that? I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big fan, but I just, I move on. I move on. I live with it. Yeah. Hey, you guys are a team. You get it. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you just decide whether you want to live with it or not. If you want to still try to, you know, be good friends or what, you know. Well, okay, so, so let me let me take up cool. let me take you up on, on that cool. because now you've had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the spotlights on you. You've got this book out. Does it motivate the band to write more music or do a summer tour or get together and do something like like the the juices are flowing. Do, do we jump on the boat and, and row into the sunset, or do we just sort of say, "Hey, it's been nice, we, Rock and Roll Hall I of Fame"? Look, I I don't know. I'm one person in this band. There's five of us. We're spread all over the globe, and hmm. you know what? I always want to work. You know, guys, I am I'm mm-hmm. I just like to work. I know Kathy loves to work as well. I mm. could probably speak for her. As for everyone else, I I can't speak for them. Uh, but I, I can say that this has brought us together and sort of put a little fire under everybody's butt. Uh, the realization of, oh, my God, we are this iconic band now. We are this band that has stood the test of time. We're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, we've been recognized by our peers in this way. It's, you know, um, it, it yeah, I mean, we've certainly been talking. I mean, uh, you know, right away we're doing well. We've already set up to do this tour with with. Um, with um, um, Billy Idol next summer in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wow. already on the books. And I know they're starting to book stuff next year, which I am hoping and praying that we get more shows booked and that COVID doesn't wreck. You know, we've had last summer <clears throat> and this summer, we've had full tours booked. Right. Like mm-hmm. seven or eight weeks of 
you know, of touring. Full on yeah. tour. And all that had to get canceled. And so I'm hoping and praying that next year things are going to, we'll all be in a better place with COVID and um, we'll take it from there. But you know what, Mitch, it has, this definitely has brought us all to the realization of, wow, we've got something special here. We really, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, our brand really means something. People really love this band and it's, it's never ceases to amaze me that we can still go out there and tour all God darn year long and people would be there. Yeah, people I want to love- talk. I want, I want to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really quickly, though, because yeah. you know, last yeah. time we had you on, we were joking about who you would potentially want to have induct you. We we joked that you, you said you wanted Pink to eventually be the person to do it. This time around, I mean, you got Drew Barrymore, which is awesome, yeah. and she was super complimentary towards you guys. I mean, talk about the process of getting her, and t- talk about the whole experience of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was it everything you wanted and then some, or? It was everything I wanted and then some, Jeremy. And as far as, you know, um, uh, Drew doing the induction, we were so happy that she had decided to do it because she, I mean, there couldn't have been someone, there couldn't have been a better person to induct us. She's Mm -hmm. been a fan since she was a little kid. Yeah, Everybody knows that now, you know, but I can tell you, I remember many times walking off stage and Drew would be standing there with her mom. And after, after we got the little, the, uh, you know, our awards, uh, mm-hmm. we were backstage talking, took a bunch of photos and all that stuff. And then we sat down with her and she actually told us what, what the Go-Go's had meant to her growing up. And mm. it was, I mean, it made me all teary eyed. I swear to Christ. I mean, we really did matter in her life and, was we were our music and who we were and what we did made her realize that she could do more. She's a girl. Yeah. Well, we can do it. You can do it. We can all work. It doesn't matter. You know, um, just hang in there, baby, and try to keep your shit together and it's going to work out. And look, I'm so proud of her. Look at who she has grown up to be. This woman owns her own production company. She has, I mean, she has so much going on. I, I, we could talk all day about her, but I'm, I'm so proud and I'm so happy for her because she's such a good girl. She's like one of the good eggs that like is still around, you know, she's been yeah. through all the crap that we all go through growing up in public. Um, and uh, I, I just couldn't have been happier about her inducting us. And then, um, you know, that night was so magical because, you know, being carted back and forth from one place to the next, you cross paths with Paul McCartney or Questlove or, yeah. uh, you know, Angela Bassett or, uh, Cool LL Cool J or you know I, whoever was there you you would run into him um, with um, oh my god so many people. Um, well, talk about that. I mean, what do you what do you say to Paul McCartney name? backstage? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm such a dick. <laughs> I ran up to him and I was like, "Hi, Paul. I'm, my name's Gina Shock. I play drums in the Go And he said, "Well, of course I know who you are. I just saw you perform on stage." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And then by that time, all the rest of the band had gotten together and we were talking and, you know. He yeah, but was you just, got your I, moment with Mr. with Paul McCarty, so that's cool. Sir Paul. Yeah. So, so you know, and he was very cool. He's just like you would expect uh, him to be. He was very approachable. Um, you know, he wasn't like standoffish at all. And he, he, he stood and talked with us for quite a while, you know. Um, nice. And, um, uh, uh who else was it? Oh God. There we, we talked to so many people that night. But but of course that was kind of the highlight, you know, to meet Paul McCartney, my God. And I'm just saying, please, I really have always wanted to and need to meet Ringo. Where's yeah. Ringo? Ringo, 
I need to see you, brother. I need to meet you. I need to shake your hand and say thank you. You know? Um, Was Ringo an influential drummer to you, like behind the kit? I'm going to tell you what. I... My my main influence to, is was John Bonham and, and Charlie Watts. That's yeah. who influenced me as far as the drums go. But certainly, you know, two totally different drummers, by the way, completely different, completely different styles. And that's why I love them both. I was learning something from both of them. You know, mm-hmm. Charlie, I was learning to be the, the fucking the rock, the cement, the one that's keeping the house, you know, from falling down. Just keep it steady. Keep it straight. Yep. And John Bonham, I was listening to all those fills and that footwork, and it was like, whoa, I need to cop a couple of them or even try, you know. Um, yeah. Both incredible, incredible, incredible drummers, and they really, they really, uh, just watching them, uh, getting to see them play live, getting to actually open up for the Stones, um, all that stuff has added to the person that I am, the drummer that I am, the musician that I am, um, all these things that come before us uh, mold us and are a part of who we are now. Right. No, absolutely. I, I want to ask you this about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because part of what they do or, or part of the, the reason you get in is because of your influence on the music scene. So essentially, how do you qualify the Go-Go's influence? I mean, I, I know what you did and I saw the, the videos and I, and I know the story, but how do you sort of put vocalize it? How, what is the influence of the Go-Go's? Well, I mean... <laughs> I guess, um, just say the obvious, uh, there were some great songs written in this band. Yeah. And a lot of people liked them. And we've sold millions of records. And so we have touched millions of people. That's a big statement. You know? I mean, when I sit down and really think about it, it kind of blows my mind. Because I'm always just this kid from Baltimore, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm always the biggest fan. Um, And so it really means a lot to me and also you know the go-go's uh we weren't thinking uh when we were when we were in the middle when we were in the midst of doing what we do so many years ago that we would be influencing influencing a lot of young girls a lot of women to to go hey yeah well this is a man's world but guess what it's going to change and we're part of this change and look at those girls look what they do Oh my God, I guess I could do that. Yeah, I can do that. I'll pick up some drumsticks. God damn it. Yeah, I'll pick up guitar. You know, yeah. I just, I just, feel, I can't tell you how many, how many people come up to me and said, we've influenced them. And, you know, me on a, on a personal level, oh, you know, you're the reason why I play drums. Even guys have said that to me. It's like, you know what? I, it, we're, gender happens to be the issue of the day. You know what? Yeah, we have contributed. And I am so proud and happy to be a part of this movement. But, all in all, I'm just happy to be that people, male or female, whatever your gender right. be, um, yeah. that Can you I... loved what we do because it's it's like it's all we know how to do. This is yeah. who we are. And, you know, and it's like all about music for us, our whole lives, our whole adult lives. And as kids, this is all we've ever wanted to do. And yay, it, it's happened for us. And you know, to spread it around and like have people appreciate it is such a big deal. Yeah. It is. Can I ask you about the about the whole gender thing? Because when we talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or we talk about the Go-Go's, they always say, well, it's a female band. Well, it's a female. Can't we just be a band? Like, do we always yeah, have to qualify it? Mitch, Mitch, that's the way we always looked at it. We right. never were about, oh, we're five women. We're five girls doing this. Yeah. We were right. just five musicians that got together and started to make something 
that was that was good. You know, we had this chemistry that worked really well. And we knew that if we just kept working at it, it was going to get better. And it did. And more people started coming to shows. We started getting bigger and bigger. Then we got a record deal and it all just snowballed. It started happening the way it was supposed to. But yep. it was never in the back of our minds. Oh, we're five girls. We're going to make a difference. It just happens that we are five women and we have made a difference. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. But and you guys did it on your own. I'm a musician. I mean, I'm just a musician. That's what well, I am. And that's, that's what I think, you know, like Nita Strauss, who plays guitar with Alice Cooper, she's always described as she's a great female guitarist. And it's like, no, she's yeah. a great effing guitarist, period. Yeah. Why do we have to put the female in? She plays because, plays better than me. Because you know why? <laughs> because it's a generation or several couple generations of people that were brought up. Um, certainly when I was brought up, what, what I was getting taught in Catholic school is yeah. learn how to type. You better know how to type and get a secretarial job. Like that is what you're going to do. That is your lot in life. <laughs> you know, it's really how it was. Man. You're going to work Listen. for a man usually. And this is what you better learn how to do these, you know, these, you better have these skills. And I'm not right. putting that down. I'm just saying that wasn't for me. No, but I'll tell you, Jer J Jeremy, in high school, I, I finished in 85 and yeah. there were typing classes and they were mm -hmm. filled basically with, you know, 30 kids. 29 were female and there'd be yeah. one guy who would be like ah he's too stupid to be in shop they stuck him in yeah, typing yeah, yeah, yeah. wow and and that... oh, well, so that's happened to you yeah. that happened to you and and this is in 85 i graduated in 75 so yeah. you know how bad it was for me yes. and i went to 12 mm -hmm. years of catholic school and really it was pretty rigid it was like this is what you need this is what you're going to do yeah. okay now fortunately at my home with my two angels from heaven that were my parents they were like, Gina, you can do anything you want to do. You Anything wow. you want to do, you can do. You just got to focus. You got to put your time into it because nothing's going to be laid in your lap. You got to work for what you want. That's the way I was brought up. And that's mm -hmm. all I knew. So I went I went from that, what I knew. This has been my experience. And that's how I moved forward. So then how do you go from being basically told in school that you need to learn to type to picking up <laughs> drumsticks? I was a horrible goddamn typer, man. <laughs> I never got typing. I just never did. I always had to look at the goddamn keys. I could never look at something and then just my finger. It, no, it wasn't happening. Look, I was hooked on music since my first concert of Zeppelin and the Who at 11 years old. That was it for me. Uh, the story was done. I was going to be up on that stage. I had to figure out what instrument I was going to play. Ultimately, it came down to me playing the drums because it was easiest for me to play. Um, I knew I would never have to take a lesson. Um, it, you know, it. It was very natural and easy for me to play. Um, I uh, And it was all about this whole process for me, you guys, truly was just about the music. It wasn't about what instrument I was playing. And yeah. the way that I approached my drumming, the way I put my parts to songs, it's never about, oh, well, listen to this new role. Oh, listen. To, it's like if I have a role here or there, it's because that'll make sense to put something in there, you know, in a transition yeah. from, maybe the, from the verse to the course or to the bridge or whatever it may be. But like I never approached drumming or what I was going to play in a song um, uh, as like, oh, here's what I can do. It was always about what does this song require? How can yeah. I elevate this song? What can I do? to get this song across to our audience. How's it going to make sense to me? What, you know, don't clutter. Just let's, let's make that song shine. And you put in bits and pieces here if you want, but mm -hmm. just keep a nice steady beat. Drums are about a steady, strong beat. That's the bottom line. 
No, you're right. I mean, it really is the heartbeat of of the song at the end of the day. It's the of foundation, it bass and drums. It's the heartbeat of everything. Drums are, you know, beats. Everything it's the literal beat. beat. <laughs> everything is about a beat, you guys. It's It's got to start somewhere. And, and that's why Lindrums drums are so important. Okay? A heartbeat. <laughs> and it just yeah. goes to the rest of your body and it comes out my hands. And that's why those Oberheim drum machines were so important in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> The Get that beat nice and steady. No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, listen, we're running out of time, but um, oh, Gina's okay. new book is available now, Made in Hollywood, All Axes with the Go-Go's. Of course, the documentary that released uh, the 20th anniversary of God Bless the Go-Go's last year on vinyl and the, the tour with Billy Idol. I, I got one last question for you, and yeah. it's kind of a random, like, weird gear question. But every time I've seen photos of you and seen video of you performing with your drum kit, you always use really big rack toms. And it's sort of like I can't see you behind well, a kit a 12, with. It's a twelve inch. It's like. Is it a 12, well, the, yours, the one on, like the one next to the ride? It almost looks like a fourteen or something. Like they're really big rack toms. I think, it's a, I think it's a thirteen now. I think I went from a fourteen to thirteen. It might be a fourteen. I used to do twelve, fourteen, eighteen. Mm. And Those are big know, drums. I've, I've changed them around, but I still do use it. You know. DW will send me stuff, say, Gina, try this out. They just made me a new drum kit, as a matter of fact. I am so Ooh. psyched to be start the tour in December with my new kit from DW. They're green sparkle. Oh, they look like a million bucks, Ooh. you guys. Green so sparkle, DWs, man. Come DW on. They are the best. They make the best drums. I love them. And I've yeah. been with them for many, many years. Anyway. Um, John yeah. Good, man. He's the man. John, yeah, he's the best. Yeah, right? He's, yeah. he's a wonderful man. He's been around forever. And I'm so appreciative to be working with those fellas because they're they're good. They as are are good people, and they're good people to be associated with. Also, Kelly over at Peisty, Kelly Peisty, yep. it's family. I Gina, love we play that. the same. I do. I'm DW and Peisty as well. We're, we're in the fam. <laughs> and they're, they're good people, and you like to be associated with good people. None of these fly by night bullshit. Um, yep. Anyway, so. That's it, guys. Um, I yeah. hope you love my book as much as yeah. I love it. It was a labor of love. I am very proud of this book. And um, I think that it will give people an inside view of this band that they've never really had. And they, everything in the book, you guys, is all my personal stuff that I've been mm. collecting and have had. Well, in my the, the photos are great. I mean, the, the, it, the, it's the, all these pictures, just to go back and see that. Yes. Yeah. Just- yeah. Okay, so this these are all the stuff that I've had in my possession since 1979. And, you know, they were all precious to me and I could never get rid of any of this stuff because I love photography. And I actually had my two um, um, photo exhibitions, guys. I had one in L.A. and one in San Francisco. And I've right. sold a lot of prints, so I'm pretty excited. And I sat, hung out with Greg Gorman, who's an old friend very famous photographer and he's helping yeah. me pick out a new camera so i can get started again had all my camera stuff all stolen no Ooh, god boy. whatever but um you know i'm i'm gonna i want to get back start started on that again and see where it leads me because i love photography my house is full of 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 different photographers uh work that i that i yeah. buy well i want to see you documenting the uh, the billy idol tour and, and throwing it up on instagram and keeping keeping us fans that are not at every show hey, in the game that, that's something that uh that i am probably going to wind up doing i'm going to get myself this new camera that greg told me to get and i'm going to get my ass working it and knowing how to use it properly and i'm going to start start uh you know chronicling everything that's happening in my life through my photos which you know what we need next year gina 
This is what we need. We need you to do the DW Collector Series signature snare drum with Gina Shock <laughs> from the Go-Go's. That's what we need. Limited 20-run snares, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. We need that. Yeah. Well, tell John that. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. I, I do. I, I just, they're so fabulous over there. Um, would you do a signature snare drum line like that or something like that? Or Of course I would. I would do anything for those folks at DW. They've been so, so good to me. Why wouldn't I? I would love to have something like that out. So even when I close my eyes for the last time, it'll still be around. I'd yeah. love that. I'd love to see that. That's a great idea. Jeremy, Mitch, yeah. tell them. Uh, I will. I'm going to get on, get them on later. And uh, (laughs) I was just going to say with the the photography, go look at what Brian Adams does on his Instagram. He does a show or a photo shoot. He always puts up something and it's just compelling because you get to see behind. Like he just did a whole run in Las Vegas and there was just one or two pictures a day of what it was going on. And it was just it was just fun. I mean, Brian Adams does a great Instagram with his own photography. Uh, I recommend that you go get inspired. Okay, by so that. Mitch, yeah. check out my Instagram because I've been I since I've been doing this book tour, I've been taking uh-huh. a lot of photos. I got my and Instagram I'm right like, here. Let me go see. I'm I think, I, I, think I follow right you now, already. Let me see. All right. Yes, go on. Yeah. Well, I just run into different people. Like I was walking down the street the other day, and I ran into Jody, and she's in the book. You know, she wrote a beautiful essay. Is that up yet? Mm-hmm. I'm looking. The I'm... Me and Jody. Real Gina Shock. Meeting on the street, the West Village. No, Let's I see. No, I don't see you with the West Village. I see rock uh, classics. I see a picture of you drumming. I see the book. Uh, I see you with Lindsay Parker. Look at yeah. that. Liked by Mike Fasano. Oh, we like Mike Fasano. He's Mike is such a badass. I love Mike. Mike I is the greatest. He is absolutely a sweetheart. And his time in Warrant and his uh, drum teching and now the. Um, Tiger Army, I think it's a, it's what he's doing now. Yeah, whatever Tiger Mike Army. does, whatever Mike does, I'm a fan of because that he's such a oh, it's a great drummer. He How is. Many good yeah. Drummers that are around, guys. There's so many great drummers around. Isn't so there? many. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Michael. I love it. Anyway, and it's funny we, we talk about like, there were so many great drummers being around because it's like you know you you think drum machines and all the programming that goes on these days yeah. like you know yeah. everybody would just put the sticks down but th- there's so much talent and like organicness in music is coming back in a big way Jerry, and it's really good how to about see. when you go to see a live show right and what was a drum machine or whatever was programmed on the record you see drummers i think yeah. a lot of people like when they play live like they bring in the drummer yeah you know absolutely some stuff programmed in but there's always somebody playing live drums i'm like yes yeah yes, well look never lose that you look at the Jonas Brothers or even uh, Demi Lovato or Justin Bieber. You go see their shows and like the live arrangement of the song is way better than the studio version because you got the drummer doing the big drum, doing the big fills and everything. And yeah. it just adds a new life to it. You know, and I'm all it about adds that. a kick to it that is necessary for live performance. Yep. You know what? It keeps things going. It propels the band. You watch a drummer push that band forward, forward, forward. And that's what you want to see. You don't yeah. want to be put to sleep. You want to see some action on that stage. And having a drummer makes the biggest difference, as we all know, when you go see a live show. Yeah, look, if I wanted to hear the CD, I'd sit at home and slap it on, but I want to go see the live show. I want right, to see how you do right. it. Well, you but, so you tell John and Garrison. Garrison's an awesome, I love Garrison. I'd love to do that series with snares, man. I would love that. That'd be I really cool. I bet they some really cool, cool snares, actually. Well, um, when you do it, I want the Fraviato first one because it was my idea. That, 
I have a ten. <laughs> I have a, a ten inch Craviato snare that Ooh, sounds nice. fucking um, oh amazing sounding, and I use that for certain things. But I'm going to tell you one thing: the secret to every Dogo's recording is the 57 WFL that I bought in 1980 at a pawn shop in Boston when we were on tour. Wow. That WFL, the William F. Ludwig, is is mm-hmm. a 1957, same as old as I am. And I've used that snare on every Go-Go's recording since the first album, even till Club Zero. That's the snare on Club Zero. I can make that snare sound however I want it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just is so versatile. And, um, you know, it just works. It looks like a piece of shit because it's got like blue... Uh, paint on it it's all screwed okay. up and when i got it the first thing i want to do is have it all refinished and we're like don't touch it leave it just like it is all we got to do is have those edges true just true the edges put a new head on there and let's go and i yeah. have and man it is magic is it wood or metal it's wood it's wood it's wooden yes maple yes, yes. rosewood I don't know what's underneath mm-hmm. of there. Probably that was good though. Maple, I don't know. Whatever it is, I've never thought about it. I've never cared. All I know is I've got the magic bullet. Whenever I do a recording, that snare is going to be my snare. It, I've yeah. tried using other snares, guys, and I always wind up putting that back on. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, I want to try something different with this. You know, I'm giving that brass snare. Let me try this. Let me try. This. And it always winds up. I wind up with that goddamn fifty-seven it, every time. It it always works. The way to go. Listen, once you you're so familiar with a certain sound, it's like to go in something in a, in a different direction, or I mean, it could either influence you, or it could just be like, eh, I'm kind of good with what I have. Look, I am always interested in what's happening in anything new. Well, you'd be a goddamn fool not to be. Yeah. Who wants to stay the same? I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to yep. be creative, and the only way you do that is by paying attention to what's going on. You know, here I'll ask you this um, final question. Were you frustrated yeah. in the 80s when the drum machines were coming into vogue and producers yeah. were saying, you know what, Gina, listen, we just got this program. Just go go have a coffee or whatever you were doing back Gina then. Gina Mutt-Lang just sent us a whole bunch of snare samples for our fair light. We, you, you can go take <laughs> a break. Yeah. Did, did that yeah. frustrate you? Did okay. you have to fight? So, listen. We go in to do our third album with the king of samples, okay, which was Martin Russian, the mm-hmm. Human, Le- Human League album, Dare, which is a masterpiece. Mm. And my biggest worry and upset about working with him, although I fought to get him as our producer because I love that record, um, was, oh, my God, he's not going to let me play drums on this record. And I had many conversations before we even stepped on that plane to go over to England and work with him. And I was like, you know what? All I have to say is at the end of the day, just do this for me. Give me a chance with the machine. You know what? Give me a shot, then use the machine. Whatever you want, but let me have a go at every song. And it worked that way. And Martin and I think I I used, I played drums on everything. Now we might have the one song, um, the one of the songs that I wrote, of course, was um, You Thought. That is strictly uh, the Synclavier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drums down on it. Strictly Synclavier. But wow. just everything else um, was usually my snare mixed in with a, a sound, you know, which yeah. I said, fine. I just want to be driving the ship here. I want to be, you know, yeah. I want to be the one setting the pace and, and pulling back a little bit here, pushing forward just an, a teeny bit to, to mm-hmm. get into that course or whatever. And he allowed me to do that. And I was mortified. I was like, 
He's never going to, he's the king of this. He's never going to let me play. And this yeah. is going to break my fucking heart because you know what? I'm a good drummer. I'm not a great drummer, but I'm a good drummer. And mm-hmm. he let me do my thing. He was really good about wow. it. He's a real producer. He didn't, he just wanted, he wanted it. What's the end result? If I couldn't do what the machine does and do better, I wouldn't have played on the record. Right. And that makes sense. I mean, you know, and it's funny, a lot of engineers at the time were doing that. They take the snare and they'd run yeah. like the mic, the feed into the sampler. And then it would be the sample that goes to tape. But it's like, you know, at least you were doing the blending. Yeah, we were doing a blend. But you know what? I just wanted to be the one that was, like I say, setting the pace. Because, you know, when you play a human being playing the drums, you you pull back just a teeny bit here and just maybe push forward just a teeny bit, you yeah. know? With, mm-hmm. But within a second, a second's There's, amount of time, you can do that. And it makes yeah. a difference. It's a minute amount of time that you do things like that, but you can feel it. Feel it. Yep. It's all about soul. It's all about feeling when you play. You've got to have soul. You've got to have feeling. That's what playing drums is about. And yeah, having good time. There's That's a certain true. give and take as well with the other musicians that you're playing with too. It's, sure, of course, of course, of course. It's like unless your craft work, you know, come on, which they got inducted in. I love craft right. work so much. I was very happy about that. <laughs> well, Gina, you've said it all. This is it's always so much fun to talk to you because you're yeah. so real and it's the best. <laughs> I love it. Sure. I love it. You guys, anytime you I love talking to the both of you. You're both, you know, you both know your shit and um and you you just know what you're talking about and that is such a pleasure you know instead of getting on with somebody it's like oh yeah and when were you born you know you guys know what you're talking about and it, <laughs> with the wikipedia the page flow easily yeah. and it's a back and forth thing that works really well with us so you guys i really thank you so much for your time um and please everybody buy my book because because i did it for the fans okay and mm-hmm. i really i want people to see what it's like um from my perspective, from somebody inside the band. Uh, And like I said, this is all, all my photos. All these are my words. It's it's me. (laughs) Yep. Well, I love it. Go check out the new book. It's available now wherever music is sold and uh, support other the go-go's with their music and uh, the doc and everything. See them on the road next year. Uh, Gina, always a great, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. I love you and be safe. Take care. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye Bye, Jerry. Bye Mitch. Bye. 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 Bye, honey. All right, there we go.